Well, when Jane's 18-year-old niece, Betty, came to town to live with the Aces, Jane expected to have a little trouble finding Betty some young fellows to go out with, but she didn't figure on Betty's developing a crush on Marge's boyfriend, Neil Williams. This episode takes place the following night and is in alternating scenes between the Aces' apartment and the newspaper office where Neil works. But first to the apartment where we find Jane, Marge, and Mr. Ace. Well, I don't understand it. All right, suppose she did have to work a little later tonight. But how late is late? Here it is after nine. She should certainly be home by now. All I know is what I told you. She called me up about four o'clock, and she said she wouldn't be home for dinner. And I said, why, Betty, I've already planned for the four of us, I said. And she said she couldn't help it, but she had to work late. And I said, but it's liver tonight. And you know your mother wrote me that you have to eat liver. You need a lot of vitaphones. And she said... Oh, she's got too many vitaphones, if you ask me. I think she didn't... She didn't talk so much, and so childishly. Marge, I'm surprised you can sit there and laugh through all this. Well, what do you want me to do? You don't think I'm going to take this schoolgirl crush seriously, do you? Well, I don't know. She's just the type Oh, that... she's just the type that has a vivid imagination. I'm not going to start worrying about her. Well, all right. If Dear, that's... will you stop fearing Marge on to thinking things? There's nothing for Marge to worry about. Thanks for them kind words, Jane. You're welcome. What makes you so sure, Jane? You were pretty worried last night when Betty broke down here and told us about how she felt about Neil. I know, but I had a long talk with her last night. Last night? When? After everybody went to bed. I saw a light in Betty's room and I went in and there she was with a book in one hand and her chin in the other reading away as if her heart would break. Reading away as if her heart would break? Yes, it was poetry. Oh, I see. Oh, it's always reads the poetry stage, does it? Now, go on, Jane. What happened? Well, uh, well, I said, Betty, I want to talk to you. Put your book down. And your chin. Yeah. A what? I say you led with your chin. Go ahead. What is he talking about? Oh, <laughs> under the story, Jane. Let her tell it. Oh, uh, what happened? Well, we sat there for a minute looking at each other without saying a word, just staring into space. Into each other's face. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, you can say more to a person by just looking at her than by saying something. So I just looked at her, and she looked at me. That went on for about two minutes. Then she finally understood what my look meant, because the first thing she finally said to me was, Go away, Aunt Jane. Oh, she understood what you meant? Yes. And uh, what did you mean? I mean, that look you gave her. Oh, uh, what did it say, you mean? Yes, what did it say? Oh, mm. it said, Betty, what is the matter with you? How can you feel that way about Neil? He's nine years older than you are, going on ten. In the second place, he and Marge have been going together, going on three years. In the third place, your mother would certainly want you to find a fellow who is doing better than Neil is. He's only a poor newspaper reporter, and you certainly deserve somebody with a lot of money who can give you a big home with servants and a spinal staircase, and certainly not have to live a hoof and mouth existence with no money like Neil could give you. <laughs> That's what your look said. Uh-huh. Mm, kind of a long speech, wasn't it? Well, it was a long look. Oh, it was a long look. And uh, what did uh, Betty's look say? Well, she didn't look. She just said it. She said, go away, Aunt Jane. Mm, and what did you do? I repeated what my look said. Oh, you repeated it? Yeah, yeah. this time out loud, oh. so she'd be sure to hear it. Jane, you didn't actually tell her all that about Neil being a poor newspaper reporter and she deserved somebody better. I certainly did. It's true, too. Oh, it is. But he's all right for me, is he? What? I suppose I don't deserve anybody better than Neil. Don't deserve anybody better. I'd like to know who could be better. But you told Betty she deserved somebody better. Oh. Oh, don't change the subject. What I'm trying to show you is that I had this long talk with her, and she understands me. Well, you haven't proved it yet. You'll have to do better than that. 
Oh, Jane, tell us some more about this interesting interview with Betty. Yeah. Well, I gave her my peace of mind. I talked till I was black and blue in the face. And when I finished, she wanted to hear some more. But I wouldn't talk to her anymore because it was getting late. She wanted to hear some more. Yeah, she said, Aunt Jane, where do you speak tomorrow night? Oh, she did. did, did. And if you want to know the truth, I'm sure that's why she's working late tonight. Because she's afraid to come home and listen to me tell her a few things about somebody else's fellow and all. Well, now I am beginning to wonder if she's working or not. I knew you'd see the light. What are you talking about? After all, I just told you, how can you say that, Mark? Why, sure she's working. I told you what she told me on the phone and what I told her last night. Get for home, because this is no place for you, Betty. I'm quite comfortable here, Neil. Now, look, youngster. Oh, stop youngstering me. A girl's as old as her ideas. Well, you get those ideas out of your head. Now, why don't you go home? I like it here. There's something so wistfully intellectual about the atmosphere of a newspaper office. That's old newspapers you're smelling. I got work to do. Please go on and do it. I just want to sit here and watch you work. Oh, you've been sitting here for the past two hours. It's your fault. Why didn't you take me to dinner when I first came in? Because I'm working nights this week. Can't you understand that? Oh, can't you understand that I'll just sit here and watch you? But I can't do it. Oh, you're a bother to me. You don't mean that. I certainly do. You got this thing all wrong, Betty, and it's your own fault. Now, why don't you just... Why don't you go on with your work? Well, well, I'm going to have to. It's after nine, and I got this story to get out before I go out for something to eat. Oh, then we are going out to eat. I'm going out to eat. you got to get home. What will they think there? Does it matter? It doesn't to me, but it should to you. But it doesn't at all. Oh, you're, you're in courage. Well, now leave me alone, will you? Let me see here. It was announced today that the city council has passed... Uh... Oh, I can't do anything with you sitting there. Betty, for the last time, will you get out of here? No. You're a pet. You know I'm not. You are. In a minute, I'll call up the house and have him come and get you. Oh, you wouldn't do that. Wouldn't I, though? And let Marge find you and me together? Marge? Now, look, child, Marge isn't that silly. She knows better than that. In the second In place... In the second place, I'm going right on sitting here till you and I go out for dinner. You're going home if I have to... Now, look, will you go home if I take you there? Where you go, I go. Yeah, that's all I wanted to know. I got my wagon downstairs. You and I are going to take you home. Now, come on. But, but you were. I'll have to miss an addition. Come on, put on your coat. Can't we stop for something to eat first? We cannot. You'll have dinner at home when you get there. Jane will fix you up something. And from now on, you go straight home from work. You understand, young lady? There'll be no more of this sitting here in my office staring at me until I can't do a bit of work. Mars think all kinds of things. Dear, I'm going to start giving you a talking to like I did Betty. Oh, you mean staring into my face? Yes. Uh, let me see you do it. What? Go ahead. Stare at me and make your look say something. All right, I will. There. Jane, you don't mean that. I certainly do. Oh, no, Jane. Yes, I do. Oh, but Jane, after all... I August... told you I would, dear. Oh, what Jane. What did you say? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? You know what that look said. I said, stop making Marge think things about Neil and Betty. Betty's working tonight, and I'll bet you anything you want she is. Well, I'm beginning to believe I ought to take that bet. Well, I'm afraid you better take it, too. Oh, you too, I'm huh? afraid so, Jane, because nobody works this late. You know that. Yes, it is late. But I'm sure she's working because she's... To- All right, I'll prove it to you. How? I'll call her up. I've got her office number. Yes, call her up, Jane. All right, this will prove it to you. Where's that number? I wrote it on this phone book somewhere. Oh, yes, here it is. West 5466. 
West 5467. Now you'll see. Well, if she's there, I'll be surprised. I don't know what I'll be if she's not there. Well, I wouldn't take it so to heart, Marge. I mean, after all, Neil's a pretty sensible fellow. and Yeah, pretty sensible fellows are easily flattered. Oh, stop it. But come to think of it, Neil told me he was working tonight. Well, he is. I saw him at the paper today. He's working every night this week. It's next week he works the day shift. Yes, he's supposed to. This is going to start the... Well, Jane, what's the matter? Any answer yet? No, not yet. But it takes time. Oh, take your time, Jane. We've got all evening. Are they ringing the number? Yeah, I think so. I wonder if I dial the right number. I'll dial it again. Yes, you keep dialing, Jane. Maybe she's on the way home. It's half past nine. Maybe. I wonder if I should try the newspaper off. Oh, now, Marge, you're not going to start checking up on Neil. Why not? But I tell you, he is working. I saw him when I left the paper on my way home. He was just coming in to go to work. Uh-huh. He was. Oh, I believe you. Only just the same, I think I will give that young man a call. All right, if it'll make you any happier. Only I'm ashamed of you for thinking that... Well, Jane? Well, uh, it takes time. Yes, doesn't it? Yes, she'll answer, Mark. I'm sure she's there. When you're convinced she's not, just give me the phone and let me try the newspaper. You mean to see if Neil's there? You don't think that she and Neil... Why not? Oh, she wouldn't do that. She told me she was working. Yes, well, why doesn't she answer? I don't know, but she will as soon as she hears the phone. Oh, uh, hello, Betty. How are you? This is Aunt Jane. I just called up to see how you're coming along with your work. Well, there you are, Marge. You see how silly you were, Marge? Why, you ought to... Who's that? Is somebody at the door? Oh, we're all just fine. When are you coming home? Uh, I'll go see who it is, Marge. I say, when are you coming home? Because I'm going to warm some of the dinner up for you, so don't get here too late. Hello, Ed. Hello, Nick. Well... Hello, Uncle Ace. Oh, I see. Jane, get off that phone. Well, just a minute, Betty. There's so much noise going on here. What did you say, Mom? I said, get off that phone. She's here. Hello, Aunt Jane. Goodbye, then. Well, Betty, you certainly didn't get here late. That's service, isn't it? Well, I brought home the prodigal daughter. Yes, so we see. Betty dropped in at the office when she knocked off this afternoon, and she's been sitting there waiting for me to drive her home. Well, did it take a drive? Weren't you working tonight, Betty? No, I wasn't. No, I said that she's been sitting in my office all evening. Mm, Really? Yes, weren't you, Betty? Weren't I what? Tell him, weren't you in my office all evening? Oh, oh yes, after we had dinner and took in that picture what and... Well, good night, all. Well, wait a minute, Marge. I'm a little tired of everything. I know you'll pardon me. But, Marge... Good night. Well, of all... Fine going, Neil. But I tell you, Betty, I ought to... You're impossible. Neil. Ah, oh, Jane, are you going to believe this dizzy kid, too? I tell you, she's running around in circles. Well, it looks to me like she's running around in triangles. In triangles. Well, it looks as if Betty's going to be more of a problem than ever. But the ace has managed to solve it in an unusual manner, as we learn when next we meet the easy aces.